You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, we are back once again with the latest edition of Gun on One. The Philadelphia Eagles keep rolling, and so do we. This week, we are rolling with one of my all-time favorites. He is still as colorful, as funny, and unpredictable as you can imagine. It is the one and only, and oh, by the way, the newest addition to the Eagles Hall of Fame. He is Hugh Douglas, coming up on this edition of Gun on One. This is Sal Palantonio from ESPN. I'm Brandon Graham. Lane Johnson here. This is the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff. This is Donovan McNabb. This is Chris Long. This is Mark Sumoff, the TV voice of the 76ers on NBC Sports Philadelphia. This Eagles Hall of Fame quarterback, Ron Jaworski. Hello, I'm Jay Wright, head coach of Villanova Basketball. Hey, I'm Brian Westbrook, and you're listening to the Gun On One podcast. And what's happening? This is your blessed boy, Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer, and you're locked in to Gun On One. We're locked in to the Gun On One. Gun On One. Gun On One. You are locked on to Gun On One. I've been on the air for 25 years, but I could not wait to be on Gun On One with my man, Derek Gump. ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi telling you to stay locked on to Gun on One. It is a number one seed. All right, get ready, everybody. We're back on this edition of Gun on One. And without further ado, we bring in a guy who needs no introduction. And the first thing I want to know is, do I now have to refer to you as Mr. Douglas since you are officially... Uh, in the Eagles Hall of Fame, along with Trent Cole. Can I still call you Hugh, Hugh or do you have to refer to you as Mr.? Deacon, you call me whatever you want to call me, man. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, like you, you taught me a lot my years in Philadelphia, especially about this other side of the game that I'm on now, this, this media game. Yeah. So, Deacon, you can call me whatever you want to, man. You gave me the, hey, you gave me the plug on the coolest fishing hole in Philadelphia that nobody knows about that we ain't going to talk about. So, yeah, because you can call me whatever you want to call me. Thank you, kind sir. And, and we'll just leave it at that for right now. Um, congratulations, man. I'm, I'm so happy for you. It's like it's almost like a family member got inducted into the Eagles Hall of Fame because I consider you family because we go way back with some crazy stuff, man. Oh, no, man, definitely, definitely. It felt like, it felt like, a, it felt like Thanksgiving. It felt like a homecoming. I mean, totally, <laughs> totally honest. 
you know, being there with all the guys, man, B-Dog, Jeremiah Trotter, Brian Westbrook, and those guys, man. Yeah, man. David Akers, like, man, Chad Lewis. Like, dude, like, coming back to Philadelphia yeah, and, and just being in that atmosphere, and I had a cheesesteak. It, it, was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful day for me. You always talk about the cheesesteaks. Will that always be one of your signature foods in life? Man, listen, the cheesesteak, it's like so many different things that are uniquely Philly. I found something else, man, that I didn't what? get a chance to go to. It's somebody, it's the Philly cake lady. Have you seen some of the stuff? Are you on Instagram, uh, D-Gun? Occasionally. Dude, she has an Instagram page where she has banana pudding cakes. She what? has banana. I didn't get a chance to try it because I was busy. But, boy, you best believe it. When I get back up to Philadelphia, boy, ooh, I'm going to let her have it. She's going to get all this business right here, bro. She's going to get all this business. See, I have to be very careful about pastries and desserts that I try because my wife is an incredible baker. Uh -huh. So I have to make sure I cleared with her first. Oh, yeah. That's to not offend her. Yeah, but see, me, it's just me now. So I'm, 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 I'm doing the best that I can, however <laughs> I can. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you played this game a long time. You 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 just a natural in front of big audiences, but this was a different arena, man. And, and as you just talked about, you were out there with a lot of uh, Eagle alumni and former teammates. When you stepped out on that field, were you nervous? Not nervous, just appreciative. Yeah, you know, man. Listen, Philly's a hard place to play. Yeah, There's no question about that. And to be in a city that you know is a tough city to play in, yeah. to be adored that way, to have that fa the fans appreciate you like that, man, that's a feeling like no other, knowing that they don't give their love easily. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Philly, listen, you can say what you want about Philly booing Santa Claus. You can say what you want about Philly being mean to, to – uh, what's that dude name that left that didn't want to shoot the free throw, Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, you know, yeah. You can say what they want about whoever was in Philadelphia, Jalen Rager, that didn't like it there, whatever. Dude, when you're on the other side of that, yeah. when you're on the other side of that, man, that's the best feeling in the world, man. That is the absolute best feeling in the world. Yeah, there's no gray area when it comes to Philadelphia. They not at it, all. Oh, they don't. No, not at all. And, and you know what? The one thing I love about Philly, man, and this has helped me out in, in my media career, sure. they're brutally honest. Philadelphians yeah. Yeah. are brutally honest. And 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 I think back at those times where me and Rob Chair used to do WIP shows from Phillies games and right. me just right. cutting my teeth in radio, not knowing a damn thing about baseball. Right. And, and those people taking time out of their day to, to teach me about the sport that they love and didn't kill me on right. the right. air like that right. and things like that. You know how you know how tough it could be for for a host in Philadelphia. I know, and for them, man. To, them to 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 appreciate me enough to show me that love and and allow me to grow as a, as a radio host, man. I mean, man, that's priceless. That's priceless. Mm. Man, I look at your career. Former first-round draft pick. Defensive rookie of the year. 10-year NFL career. 80 career sacks. And now Eagles Hall of Famer. As you look back, outside of not getting a ring, did you get everything you wanted out of football? I, I can't complain. Even about that, D-Gun. You know, and, and, right. and I'm, I'm excited and I'm happy that Philadelphia was able to experience a ring. I wish I was able to bring that to them. Right. But, man, when you talk about when you talk about things that you set out to do in life, like we all have life goals. And, yeah, and sometimes absolutely. 
we 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 achieve those goals, but sometimes we fall short. Man, listen, I played with a great group of guys that right. I call to this day family. Yep. One of my family members is in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I'm in the Hall of Fame. Let me tell you, when 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 like me and Brian don't talk all the time. Right. But when we talk, me and Trotter don't talk all the time. Right. But when we see each other, man, it's it's like kid in the candy store moment. It's 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 like, you know, you pick up exactly where you left off. And and the way that I feel about these guys, man, the things that yeah. we've been through, the stories that we have, man, that's the best feeling in the world. So their successes are my successes. Like, like it, interesting. Me and Trotter were talking about Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Right, and how right. He balling down there at Clemson. Because that's my son. That's my kinfolk. That's my nephew. Right. So that's just like, that's my son. So I know Trot well enough to know when, when Jeremiah Trotter Jr. got his that first sack of the season, when he got that interception last week against South Carolina. Right. Ooh, I was so excited because I'm like, look at nephew doing it. Ooh, look at nephew doing his thing, man. I'm like, look at my nephew. So it's like when you see when you see your teammates' kids doing well, man, you 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 pulling for everybody. You pull right. for everybody. I'm glad you said that because as you were talking about the family environment you had with these guys, it brought back a, a great memory back in May when you guys were all together at the Brian Dawkins golf outing. And I'm sitting there right in the middle of all you guys, and it's like you see each other every day because you picking up, you you taking shots at each other. You telling old war stories. Yeah, it's like, it's like it just it just never stopped. It's nah. like been a carry a constant carryover from your playing career. Yeah, no question about that. Digun, we went through a lot together as a team. We grew. We got better as a team. Yeah. Hell, that we damn they all went to the Pro Bowl at the same time. You know, and 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 some of the stuff that that we've been through. Some of the like we we haven't always been lovey dovey. Like we've been angry with one another. Right. But the thing that I respect about it, no matter what it was, it never spilled over to okay. a point where, you know, we hated one another. Right. You know, I, like all, all of those are my family members. Like whenever I see them, Troy, Bobby, Al Harris, like, man, when I see my family doing well, man, that that is the absolute best feeling in the world. Even though Al Harris is a coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Yep. I still got love for him. I still got love for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, you know, um, you, you. I thought I knew a lot about you, but then I'm starting to look up some other stuff, and I, and I didn't realize this. You played ten years in the league. Last five years of your career, you only missed one game, one <laughs> regular season game. Last three years of your career, you didn't miss any regular season games. Now, as players get older in this in this game. That's when the, the little aches and pains and the Knicks add up to big things, right? Mm -hmm. how, did, how did you sidestep this? You know what, D-Gun? I didn't know it until you just said something about it. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> hey, D-Gun. Like, listen, I guess because I just – I love playing the game. Right. But, boy, right. let me tell you, when that thing broke down, D-Gun, <laughs> when that <laughs> – hey, D-Gun, when that thing broke down, yeah, that thing broke all the way down, though. <laughs> Cause like, listen, I had my young son with me. He was at the game, right? Right. So he, you know how you a little four year old. He was like, he wanted me to carry him. I said, Yo, bro, you too big for all that. Cause my my hip, I'm trying to carry this little sixty pound four year old man. Yeah. My hip hurting, my back hurting. I'm like, Hey, buddy, 
Right, hey, we can't do this. We can't do this. I can barely, I'm barely carrying my own weight. I can't carry you. But, but that, listen, I think that's what it was, man. I, I never wanted to let my teammates down. I never wanted yeah. to let them down. Yeah. As you look back, if you could do it over again, what would you do differently, whether it's as a player or growing as a, as a man? Uh, I wish, like, as far as, as, as a player, wish we'd have won the Super Bowl. Okay. Wish we'd have been the first to do that. Not right. saying that I'm mad at the guys that did it, because I, like I said, that, their success to me right. is my success. Right. Wish we'd have won a Super Bowl for the city of Philadelphia. I wish some of the stuff that I've done. I, I wish I'd have been a little bit more. I wish I'd have sat back and 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 not been so hasty in okay. some of the decisions that I made. Like you know what? Like maybe I shouldn't have threatened Michael Smith at, at, at ESPN that one time, but he had that coming. Maybe I shouldn't have did that. Maybe I shouldn't have threatened to whoop his ass. Like maybe that was not the best route to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, that that's one thing that I regret. Or maybe I should have just whooped his ass, like oh, right geez. there, and got it all over with. Who knows? Oh my goodness. Who knows? But but outside of that, D Gun, yeah, that's not, it's not too much. I think I like the path. Like you, what they, what, you know, when they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. I right. think I've grown a lot from the path that I've taken. You know, okay. I've learned how not to move in certain situations. Right. You know, I've lost a lot, but in the same, in the same breath, gained a lot, gained a lot of knowledge. So I wouldn't change too much. I'll okay. start whooping his ass. I'd have, I should have <laughs> whooped his ass. Should have whooped his ass. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I have on my list of notes to talk about that a little bit later on, but I'm going to save that for later. Okay. And, and, and jump into this current Eagles team, which has been the talk of the league for weeks and, and rightfully so having the best record in the national football league. When you look at this team as a whole, first and foremost, what jumps out to you about this team? Jalen hurts. Okay. Jalen hurts okay. said something to me. Well, he didn't say nothing to me, but he spoke to me when he said it. Okay. <laughs> Hungry dogs. They run faster. Right. And, and, and how he was talking about, he was equating it to how, you know, taking that loss to, to the Washington Commodores, and 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 just going back and reflecting on that talk, basically saying, you know, obviously we got a little bit complacent, right, right. And then coming back and having that nail biter against the Indianapolis Colts and being able to pull that out, sure. even to the game that they've had now. He's a leader, man. He's yeah. a leader. Yeah. And 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 I like that about him. Like he's getting to me everything that he deserves. Jalen Hurst is about to get paid. Oh yes. Jalen oh, Hurst, yes. like like listen. And, and, and D-Gun, I said before the season started, I said either one or two things are going to happen for Jalen Hurts. He's either, they're going to either draft another quarterback next year or he's going to get paid. He is the undisputed leader mm -hmm. of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. He is a guy who, when I heard uh, was uh, Jason Kelsey, give him the reins and make him the leader of this team. Right. He took that and he ran with it. He is the type of leader that you want in your quarterback. Something yep. that you like the way that he talks, it's never me. You never feel like it's a me conversation. Right. You right. always feel like it's a we conversation, regardless if it's win or lose. It feels like he he takes everything and he makes it a we mentality. It's not hard to play for a quarterback like that. It really, yeah. really isn't. Yeah, you're it, right. It, it's it's a guy that man, listen, I, I wish nothing but the absolute best for him, his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. And this journey that they're on this year, no question about it. Hey, Hugh, let's take a look at this defense, man. And this is a defense that's like who's who. You got Reddick, you've got White, 
Bradbury, Slay. You got Sue. Big Play Slay. I like yeah. listen. Yeah. I like that boy, Big Play Slay, man. Yeah. I like him. I like him. I like I like I like this defense. I like the fact that Brandon Graham has been playing as long as he's been playing, and he's still putting it down, man. Yeah. Uh yeah. yes, a who's who. They're gonna, and they're selfless. They're a selfless bunch of guys, from what I can see. Guys I, for this team. I, I, and I look at this nucleus of players and I always I always compare it to like when you guys were in your heyday, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you played on some great Eagles defenses. Um, when you look at this nucleus of players compared to the best Eagles defense you played on, does this defense compare? I think they're better because like – Number one, that they got the best record that the Philadelphia Eagles have ever had. I mean, you know, the record speaks for itself. I think that from what I see on the outside looking in, they're selfless. They're selfless individuals. That's that's the quality that we definitely had. We mm -hmm. definitely had. But that offense that they have, yep. man, outside of that year that we had T.O., man, them cats right there, what they run for, a million yards last weekend? <laughs> like, it was like 300-something yards on the ground between, between Booby Miles <laughs> And, uh, and, and Jalen, quarterback, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> it was a couple times I was, I was watching the game, and I'm like, damn, Jalen tired because he's been running all damn day. <laughs> he looked like he was tired, <laughs> they couldn't stop him, dude. <laughs> when you have a team that can beat you in so many different ways, right? That's hard to defend, right? Right, you know, going into a game, you say, okay, you go defensively, oh, they like to run the ball, okay, we're gonna stop the run, we're gonna load the box, and we're gonna make you beat us passing the ball. Right. They can beat you either way. They can beat you either way. And, oh, by the way, they got a young quarterback back there that can take off and run, and, oh, yeah, he'll drop his shoulder on you if he has, he has to do that. So, yeah, it's one of those things, man, where they're hard to defend. Right. You know, when you look at the teams, like I was talking to a, fr I was talking to a friend of mine today, and I'm like, dude, like you, you never want to get ahead of yourself and, and when you're looking at the standings and everything. But when you look at the NFC – as a whole, you got the Minnesota Vikings yeah, that you yeah. already beat. You got the Dallas Cowboys that you already beat. The team that I keep hearing everybody talk about is San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Is the and, team and, that, and I'm one of them. Yeah. Like the team that – like, and that makes sense because you look at that defense when they get healthy, they're Man. pretty stout up front. But this is the thing. And I understand, you know, they, they got uh, Christian McCaffrey and, and, and all the guys over there. The receiver, I can't think of his name. Uh, Debo Samuel. Debo, Debo. I was thinking, I was yeah. about to say the dude that ride the bike. Debo. Yeah, <laughs> they got him. But 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 when you talk about legitly can go toe to toe, are you comfortable with with uh, the quarterback that they have? Uh, the subway. I can't think of nobody. Oh, Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah, Garoppolo. Are you are you comfortable saying okay they can go back to back and score with this Philadelphia Eagles team? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, in the, in the playoffs, crazy things happen. Crazy so, things happen. So I know, man. You know, it's it's, it's a new season. It's 0-0 zero, zero, everybody. Yeah. And as you know, yeah. you always expect the unexpected, man. Yes. So, yeah. so you know, you sized it up very well. So who do you think is the biggest threat to the Eagles in the postseason? Man, listen, I would probably have to say with that Bosa kid and that big – it was the Armstead in the middle and that yeah. – that, oh, man, that, that, that right there. Yeah. And we've already seen, like, whether you like it or not, the the Commodores gave you a blueprint. <laughs> he called them the Commodores. <laughs> yeah, I ain't called man. Hey, who they who they commanded? 
Speaking of, <laughs> hey, don't get me started. Digger, <laughs> did you see? I don't even know. Can you call it a statue? Look, I had listen. <laughs> I had to look up the definition of statue because hell, I don't know everything, right? And I'm not about to sit here and act like I do. So I looked up the definition of statue. It says something like a cast or a bust or something like that. That is a likeness of a, 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 a dog or animal or something. Who the hell does that statue look like? Who said that was a statue? The last time I checked, Sean Taylor didn't look like that. Yeah, but man, it's like, who said that was a statue? So this is what I found out today, Digon. I talked to some Commanders fans, Commodores fans, whatever you want to call them. The Commodores. And they said, yeah, like, you talk about somebody moving the line. They said, well, what, well who said it was going to be a statue? It was just supposed to be to honor him. I said, dog, y'all need to figure that out with y'all PR people. But who in that PR meeting said, hey, you gun. Hey, how about this? How about we put a we put a, 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 a uniform on a mannequin and say it's to tribute in tribute to Sean Taylor? Oh my goodness. That's the best you could do. That's the best you could do. I'm like, okay. I mean, hey, hell, Ray oh. Lewis got a statue. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't put a little bit more money with everything that you got going on. Right. You couldn't do better than this, especially uh, knowing that you're you're being heavily scrutinized right now for everything you, that you do. Absolutely. That like <laughs> like I said, man, they couldn't have had no brothers in that room. Couldn't have had no brothers in that room. <laughs> because if you did, you know what, you know what, you know what Leroy and Tyrone would have said? Oh, like, hey, hold up. This might not be. This might not be what you want to do. No, no. Because there's, <laughs> a, lot of, there's hey. a lot of angry people down there about that right now. Hey, hold up. Hold up, homeboy. Hold up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't what we're trying to do. <laughs> hey, look, when you look at this Eagles team, do you see any flaws in it? I would say, like last night, the, well, the other night, I should say, yeah. people, people complain about special teams. Digan, how many times have you ever heard anybody complain about special teams. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. But when you got a dude who stands five and seven yards in the end zone, when those are automatic touchbacks, and somehow he comes running out at 41 yards, 53 yards, the dude had 173 yards on return of five returns. Don't you think the word is out, hey, you can run on Eagle special teams all day? Man, listen, that that's not a good look, man. That is not a good look. And that's something that, you know, Eagle fans, pointed out because like it, it's funny and i it, and for me as as a, as an analyst yes i'm always learning stuff and yes. and when people started to complain about special teams you already know what the expectations are for this squad yes you already know what the expectations are i'm not gonna say it because digun I'm, I'm a little bit superstitious we still got six games left in the season and and, and it's safe to say that the eagles are a lock for the playoffs but you don't want stuff to start going sideways you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I know this late in the game, you know, because I was talking to to some to, to some people at, at at my job today that are diehard Eagles fan. Right, right. All they talking about, well, why is Jalen Hurts running the ball? He needs to get down and here. We don't want him to get hurt. I said, dog, you can't play scared. You can't because you remember on the one play where he was running, he was running outside and, and the play he, wasn't there. He sat down. And yeah, and he dipped his shoulder. He was trying yeah. to run somebody. I'm like, dog, yeah. you can't play scared though. You, and Rudy, you can't play and Rudy Ford tackled him and bent him over like that. Yeah, yeah. And you see, can't, I've been can't play scared. on my show, Hugh. I've been screaming for weeks. You've got to, you've got to control that running man because I've seen too many running quarterbacks get nicked up, bro. I mean, you can't yeah, play you, scared. But, but that's that's Jalen Hurst style, though. Yeah, it is. I know. You, I agree. You can't, you can't, you can't just all of a sudden. I'm pretty sure when he goes in the city of Philadelphia, I'm pretty sure when he was at the game, I was like, "Yo, dog." Get your butt down when you're running like that. <laughs> Hold up, dog. We get too close to the season. Can't play scared, though, man. I get it. I understand. But you're asking him to do something that's inherently foreign to him now so yes. late in the game. Yes. You know? And, and he's looking at it like he has a winner's mentality. He's doing whatever he could do yes. to win. Because I think at, the, at that point it was like 2020 or yep. something like that. And he was yep. trying to score. So, you know, you, you're, you're asking him not to be who – who at the core, who he really is. Um, this team has beaten opponents in, in a variety of ways. You know, they're blowing the team out, come from behind, win a nail biter, so on and so forth. But they 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 also have one of the weaker schedules in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think the fact that they've been so successful coupled with that weak schedule could hurt them down the road? I don't I don't think so, D because okay. when you look at the NFC as a whole. It's pretty weak. It is. Hell, D-Gun, I cover a team here in Atlanta that's still in the playoff hunt. I know. Crazy, that man. That just lost to the to the commanders who, guess what, are what, six and five? Seven and five. Seven and five that are in the playoff hunt. Yes. So it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a possibility that the Falcons are going to be in the playoffs. So you tell me. If, if if in the first round of the playoff, okay, if the Falcons make it past the first round, right, right, they're gonna probably play the Dallas Cowboys or yeah. somebody like that. And then guess who they got in the second round? More than likely the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Come on, man, what you think? 
Do you know as we sit there right now, today, all four teams in the NFC East would be in the playoffs? Yes. All four teams. Yes. That that's nobody thought that that that, that division <laughs> would be the strongest division in the NFL. Crazy, isn't it? And and, and 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 the verdict is still out. Yes. On the on the on the Giants. The verdict is still out. Yes. On the Giants. Mm. And people, for whatever reason, they're still talking. I don't know what the Cowboys are. I don't. But they don't scare me. I'm not afraid of the Cowboys. Right. Not at all. Does Jalen remind you of any quarterback that you've played against in your career? And I would think you would start with Michael Vick. Jalen Hurst is like – Jalen Hurst to me is different in this sense. Okay. To me, he's – he's from the games that I've seen, I, let me say that first. He He's more of a complete package than anybody else that I've seen. Well, yeah, I'll say I, I'll say that. I'll say that. Yeah, because uh, Jalen Hurts can hurt you in the air. Yeah. And he can yeah. hurt you on the ground. I would say in comparison, just off the top of my head, maybe Steve Young. And, okay. and, and when, I make, when, I, when I say that comparison, right. that's because Steve would beat you with his legs if necessary, right. and he could beat you throwing the ball. I seen Jalen Jalen throw some pretty balls, man. In, yeah. in a in a in a year where a lot of people were questioning his accuracy, sure, <laughs> and 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 his his ability to throw the deep ball, I've seen him take control of games like the Indianapolis game, take control mm. and and do some special things. So I would say, as far as that's concerned, he's he's complete. And again, I, I qualify that by saying this: in a, in a year where quarterback play around the league in the NFC in general has not been great. Right. It's not been great. Right. So with that being said, he's been one of the better quarterbacks that has played all season long. Do you think Jalen is neck and neck with like Patrick Mahomes in the MVP conversation or is Patrick the, the clear front runner right now? I would say with like, see, this is the problem. We're, we're, we, we try to be prisoners of the moment, but in his case, you can't be because right. of what he's been able to accomplish in such, such a short period of time. Sure. I would say Patrick Mahomes would probably be the front runner, but but Jalen Hurst is in the conversation. Yes. If, yes. if 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 uh, if 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes has the house at the end of the cul-de-sac, Jalen Hurst is in the neighborhood. He's okay. definitely in the neighborhood. All right, all right. Can't wait to see how it all plays out. Now, yeah. I, I, I want to hit you with your broadcasting career because, you know what? I never thought you would number one get into broadcasting. I don't know what I thought you would do, but I never thought you would be in broadcasting. And here we are today; you're still in it. But we go back to the beginning in January of 2011, and I find out that you were co-hosting a rugby show on yes. BBC America. What yes. the heck do you know about rugby? I, I learned about it, and you know what I learned about the first thing I learned about rugby? What those cats run all damn day, D Gun. Yeah, they they do. they're not the biggest guys. They're they're, they're kind of built like short little bowling balls. But boy, they can run all day. A new respect for rugby, and and there was a lot of talk early on about trying to take all the pads off of football players and right. and, and make right. them more like rugby players because they were talking about how safe the game is yeah. and how the equipment in football makes you you know do stuff that you would normally do in rugby and all this stuff. Right, man. Then it wouldn't be football; it would be rugby. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, there there's some people that say rugby players are tougher than football players. How do you respond? You know what? Rugby players are pretty tough. They're right. pretty tough. But, dude, I, I I would say as far as condition is concerned, right. they're more on the lines of soccer players than football players. Now, you have football players that are bigger, stronger, and faster. Right. But when you talk about being able to run at a consistent clip yeah. like that, 
I got to give it to the rugby players, man. No doubt about it. But okay. but cracking your skull on Sunday, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> they hit hard, but boy, I didn't see some cats get laid out on Sunday. Like I didn't get cats. I just seen them get laid out on Sunday. Dude, I, I saw where you were interviewing zookeepers and you did a an Irish step dancing. That's all of that, man. Had had fun doing it, man. What? Yeah, it was it was because you know, like this is the thing, D God. Yeah, Th this business has become personality based. Yes, yes. It, it, it's more so than what you know. And you look at Twitter, and and a lot of times, see, this is the thing. A lot of people have a lot to say about people because of their personality. Right. Because right. at the end of the day, we're all saying the same thing. We're just yep. putting our own spin on it. Absolutely. So people remember people that like like for me as for instance, I talk about my kids. The fact that my son goes to Morehouse. The right. fact that my 51-year-old ass has a four-year-old son and running around trying to keep up with him. Like, yeah. those are those are things that people relate to. The fact that the, the, the reason why I feel like I, I got so popular is because of our interaction after every game. Yeah, You know, people remember that. People, people will remember the stat line, but they also remember the interaction that you had with somebody and the delivery. Yeah. To true. this day, to this day, they're going to do or die. I hear that. I heard that all weekend. I still use it. I still yeah. use it. Do it. Do or die. Do or die. Or the bad acidor or something yeah. like that. You yes. know what I mean? Because people like people like to feel like they know you or know something about you. Yes. So it's about it's it's a personality based business. Man, what are you doing with a four year old son? Man, I mean, everything they did good. Everything uh. still work. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Like, listen, everything still working. Because when it happened, I was like, wait a minute, for real? I was like, <laughs> hey, keeps you yeah. mentally young, though, right? No, it does, man. Because listen, yeah. I had like <laughs> I had the best time with him this weekend because Diga, it's it's like he falling off. He's so excited to be at the Eagles game, man. He falling out on the field. He had like he's just being like four year old. He touching all the yeah. desserts yep. in the dessert room, yeah. and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, like like did he 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 had a memorable night too, Digon. Because when we went, you know, he came to the ceremony. Sure. And and you know he's eating all the cookies and all the cakes and drinking all the sodas. And then we get back to the we get back to the hotel room, Digon. And then he throws up all oh. the oh. <laughs> in the middle of the lobby in the hotel. He just throws up. And Daddy had to clean it up. No, no, they clean it up. But this is the kicker, though, Digon. Oh. When he throws up. He doesn't want anybody to touch him until he's done throwing up. Like he's like, no. He's like, like basically, like he's sitting there saying, listen, it's out. Let me go ahead and get it all out. Oh no, be good. So everybody's looking like, oh no. And I'm like, hey, I mean, how many times did he do? throw up? He threw up enough. He threw up a lot. He threw up twice. Oh, but after he threw up the gun, he was good to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was like, man. He is really my son, cause that's that's you know he wanted to, he wanted to steal the show, so he stole there it. You, he got, there he you did go. That. <laughs> well, you know what? It's the trials and tribulations of parenthood, bro. Yes, it is. It's a fun time, though. It's a fun time. Yeah. Hey, look, you 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 go from that initial broadcasting uh, entity, and all of a sudden you you ascend up the ladder. You at ESPN? Yeah. Are you doing studio shows? And then all of a sudden, in in like August of 2013, it comes crashing down. Yes. The incident you just talked about it a short while ago, the incident with you and Michael Smith, man. Um, do you regret that? You know, I'm going to ask you again. Do you regret the moment? Do you wish you had handled it differently? I, I wish I wish I'd have handled it like people handle stuff in corporate America. Okay. You know, it's a few things that happen 
during that time that 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 taught me a lot. Michael Strahan reached out to me, right? Right. And Michael, and I think this was during the time where he he either was going through it with with Kathy Lee, like Kathy, what's the the the, uh, the girl they did the show with, Kathy, Kathy whatever, whatever name, Kathy yeah, Lee, Kathy yeah. Lee. And he told me, he said, Hugh, he said the unfortunate thing about what we do now is that everything that made you a great player works against you on this side. That's true. Because you're not like what was considered passion is considered anger. Yeah. You know, and they and, and, and it was something that stuck with me. And Mike Irvin said, he said, hey, listen, man, you can't make sacks anymore. So you're going to be judged differently. Right. So D-Gun, do I regret it? No, because I was me. You know, and 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 all the stuff that I did, I didn't do. Like, yeah, was I right, drinking? Right. Yes. But everybody was drinking. It was a party. Right, right. And and the thing that it taught me was, number two things it taught me. Every brother ain't a brother. And every sister ain't a sister. <laughs> like, seriously. And it, it, it also taught me that, you know, you have to, you, you can't, you have to move differently. Because the thing that I did, like, like, I remember that day like it was yesterday because I got called, like my boss called me to the office and he said something to the effect that uh, Michael Smith and Jamil Hill don't like the way that you do certain things. Right. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? He was like, well, you know, he was being honest. He said, they will never tell you this, but I'm telling you, they don't like the way that you, you prepare for your job or whatever like that. I'm like, well, how am I preparing that they don't like? He said, well, I, you know, I don't want to go into that, but I'm just letting you know, they don't like the way you prepare. So mm. what I did, D-Gun, I went to the cafeteria. I saw him in the cafeteria. And I confronted him. I mm. said, listen, if there's something that I'm doing that you don't like, you ain't got to go behind my back and tell me. You can come to me. Right. You can come to me like a man. Listen, I, I, I said, I respect both of you guys. I, I haven't been doing this that long. So if there's something that I could do better, just tell me. And at the time, I did. I didn't realize what Jamil said. She said, well, she answered it just like this, D-Gun. She said, well, I'm surprised that he told you. I mean, it lets me know right now I can't trust him. So she was telling me, she wasn't denying that she said it. Right. She was more upset that he told me. Okay. And I okay. didn't, it didn't register with me. So, you know, we go through that week or whatever. So we go down to the NABJ. And so I, I see them on stage, you know, doing their thing. So I went up like, hey, yo, those are my coworkers, you know, being right. me, you know, being loud and boisterous, like, you know, being me. Didn't think it was that big deal, bigger deal. Right. So, so. Uh, Michael Smith walks off stage and he gets upset. Then he puts his finger in my face and says, don't you ever do that again, right? So, like, and the funny thing about it was B. Mitch was there. So I was talking to B. Mitch, and so when I saw him, we were, we were, I walked past B. Mitch, we spoke, or whatever. So I walked up to Mike and I said, hey, man, is everything okay? And he was like, don't you ever do that again, da da da, -da. And, I, and I just whispered in his ear, I said, listen, Mike, don't let this TV stuff get your ass whooped. Oh, said, because I will beat your ass up in here. I said, I will oh. beat your ass up in here. Oh. <laughs> and and I shouldn't have did that, D-Gun. I shouldn't have yeah. did that. Right. But that was doing, because I felt like, you know, we're, we're teammates. I can talk to you like that. I'm being right. honest. Right. But it, but that was not the way that that is handled in the real world, that you can't mm -hmm. handle things that way. And it got you up out of there in a hurry. Got me it? up out of there in a hurry. Hey, yeah. listen, D-Gun, got me out of there quick. Got me out and, of there real quick. And do you think that incident handcuffed or stagnated your growth and job opportunities for a while it definitely did okay because of the stigma that you know i'm the angry black man you right. know because even when i was sitting in the hr office the guy was like well you know you're big and you're intimidating you know you still lift weights like what? all of, yeah 
that was that was like Digon, this is a moment in life that I would never forget. And I remember that conversation because it was more so about my physical presence more so than what I did. And he was like, so, you know, but you're very intimidating. I said, man, I, I didn't say I, I told him exactly what I said. But when they were talking about accusing me of, of being an alcoholic and drinking and all this stuff. Yeah, I was like, I didn't do that. And and I remember like the night before I had to go in HR, Stephen A called me, Stephen A Smith. Yeah. And he said, hey, man, I don't know what you did to them. He said, but they're out to get you. He said, they're out to get you. So you need to call whoever you were interacting with there and they need to speak on your behalf. Mm. As a matter of fact, man, listen, Stephen A was the guy that spoke on my behalf for me to get the job in Atlanta. Wow. A lot of people don't know that. Really? Yeah, uh, Stephen A. Stephen A. spoke on my behalf. Well, how did that happen? How did you get Stephen A. to speak on your behalf to go to Atlanta? Be because Stephen A. is really good friends with Terry Fox. Terry Fox was the program director here in Atlanta at the time. Okay, okay. And so you know, at that time, you know, it was the the allegations from the young lady. It was that, like, it right. was a bunch of stuff that happened in the same breath. Wow. So it was that in the ESPN thing. So Stephen A. basically went to bat for me. And said, listen, I, you know, because he knew who he knew me. And he just said, listen, man, I'll put my neck out there for you. Right. He said, don't make me regret this. He right. said, please right. don't make me regret this. And I said, you won't regret it. And since that day, D-Gun, right. I'm careful not to do two things. What's that? <laughs> I, don't get too, I don't get too close to my coworkers. Right. And I for damn sure don't drink in public. <laughs> Didn't I tell you a long time ago, don't ever let your guard down as long as you're in no. business? No, and, and you know what? That's what I did. I let my guard down. And I, and I tell, I tell my me. coworkers. Not me. You, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny because I tell my coworkers. I say, you know, they, they were like, hey, we're at a party. What's that? Nah, bro. And I tell anybody who's at, even this weekend. Right. When I was walking around the building, I had a cup of Sprite. Because I'm not drinking. Listen, I'm not drinking around no folks that I don't know. And I'm don't for them it. not being in a situation where you can say, he was doing this, that, or the third. That's right. Not doing that. Not not doing that. Uh-uh. Because so, I worked so, too hard to get back to this point that I'm at now. So, as, so when you look at yourself as a broadcaster, what what have you learned about yourself I'm being on this side of the medium um, and, and what has surprised you about what you're capable of doing? Um, you know what surprises me is the fact that how much Sometimes what I consider useless, useless information yes. is kind of, it, it for whatever odd reason, it, it becomes relevant in, in, a, in, in some of the weirdest situations. Right, like, right. Since, I've, since I've been here, right. you, know, you know how it is, D-Gun. Like in, in the business that we're in, yes. the more that you know, the better. You might not know everything, but you know a little bit about everything. You yes. said what they say, a jack of all trades, a master of none. But he's still he's still better than the master of one. Yes, it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Like I really kind of dove into college football since I've been here. Love college football. <laughs> love the fact that we talk about Georgia. Love the fact that you know the 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 coaching carousel that's that's starting off right now in college football. Love love that. Love talking about fringe stuff that might have something to do with sports. Like I was reading a story today about Deshaun Watson. And his his return to Houston this weekend, yes. And the fact that all of his accusers are coming to the game this weekend, they probably all be in the same section. Man, that's powerful. Yeah, that I'm is telling powerful. you. I'm telling you, that's powerful. <clears throat> and it just it just it's like on this side of it, because of we do what we do, and I, I, I get a chance, especially on radio, I get a chance to to give my perspective 
on different stories instead of just telling the story. Because, you know, like when you're doing television, you only got like two or three minutes to, to get the information out there. That's and right. a lot of times right. you're not even giving your personality. You're just telling a story. You're just you're just relaying information. That's right. In, in, in radio, I get to give my perspective, whether people like it or not. And then on top of that, I get immediate feedback from the stuff that I say on Twitter. So it gives me an opportunity to interact with the different people. And, 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 and in some cases, dig unlearn something that I didn't know. Right, right. So that's the thing that I've learned about myself. Listen, you've never been stopped people. learning. Never stop learning. Yeah. And you've, you've been around people in this business yep. that they are the smartest person in the room. So they think they are. Yep. I, 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 the one thing that I know for a fact, I am not the smartest person in the room. And, and there's always room to grow. When you always think you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes. Yes. See? Because you're not. You're not, you're, not. you're not the smartest you person. So hey, I, I, yeah. I like that. I like the interaction with, with Twitter. I like the interaction with, with fans. And, and I like I like being somebody that I, I've never once had anybody come to me and say, hey, that stat you dropped about on the fourth on fourth down and fourth right. and one that they went for. That was great. I always hear stories about, hey, man, sorry about your car being stolen. <laughs> hey, sorry, sorry about sorry about you, you know, congratulations <laughs> to your son going to Morehouse because people feel like they have a connection with you. Exactly. So I like that. I like that. I like that part about what I do. Hey man, every time I see you, every time I talk to you, I can sit there and talk to you for hours, man. And I can't thank you enough for giving me some quality time here on Gun on One. You know, anytime, Diga, listen, you know, I enjoy uh, talking uh, to you, man. Like you, <laughs> you're family too. You're, you are definitely family. I'm like, what a distant step cousin. <laughs> no, you, 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 listen, you, you, this family, if you ring the doorbell unannounced, D gun, I'm gonna open the door. Uh, like if you say, listen, if it's anybody same, else, I'm like, the what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, anybody out there listening and everybody, if you have a chance to hear Hugh Douglas, if you're down in the Atlanta area, check him out. He's a co-host in the morning show at 92.9, the game down in Atlanta. Uh, like I said, off the top of my podcast, he is always outspoken, funny, but he is true grit. I call him true grit because he's going to tell you like it is the one and only an Eagles Hall of Famer, Hugh Douglas. My brother, thank you for giving me some time on this show. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime, anytime. All right. That's going to wrap up this edition of Gun on Wonder Podcast. Hey, everybody out there. Thanks for uh, listening and continue to tell all your friends to listen in. So until next time, stay blessed out there, but more importantly, be a blessing to each and every person you encounter. Until next time, we out. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.